Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Paul Brownie Brown, episode 2-0, the big 2-0. Wow, we really run quite the tight ship here, don't we? We absolutely do. We've been flying through this for so long and it's been a huge week for releases, like yeah. massive week. Yeah, absolutely. And and a forthcoming week as well. Which yeah. Is, we've had such a big year for metal releases already. Been through a Tool record, Corn, Slipknot. You'd think that it's like it would slow down, but it's still yeah. coming. Yeah, because normally you get around this point and bands tend to start, you know... They take the tour- foot off the brake. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, off tours, the accelerator, yeah. Doing tours more often than releasing albums, but we are pretty much dead set seeing at least one big band releasing an album each month until the end of the year. So each week, yeah. I'm, I'm keen to see what yeah. happens with the rest of this year and the plethora of music we've already seen so far. It's insane. Yeah. Roll on 2020. Hey, before we move on, let's quickly jump to Ebony in the newsroom and find out what's been making news this week with the heavy news. Huge news this week with Metallica announcing the postponement of their Australian worldwide tour due to frontman James Hetfield's relapsing addiction. Don't worry, you'll be getting a full refund, but we do hope that James is successful in his recovery and we see Metallica down here again very soon. Also making news... If you're dying for an Alexis on Fire tour, the next best thing you're going to get is a Dallas Greens City and Colour tour. You are going to have to hold out until April next year, though. Now, we talked a few weeks back about Frank Carter's 2020 Australian tour, and he's actually been in a car crash. He's fine, though, um, just some cuts and bruises and a kneecap dislocation, but he has pushed back his US tour dates that shouldn't affect the Australian tour at all. However, even if he did have to rearrange some dates, his health is way more important. And Jimmy Eat World have headed down an interesting road genre-wise with their new song called All The Way, Stay, and it's uh, country rock. They have announced a new album called Surviving, and it seems as if they've wanted to write more of this style of music for a while. So let's not be too harsh on them for wanting to write the music they actually want. And speaking of interesting directions, have you heard the new baby metal song yet? It's called Shanty Shanty Shanty, and it's Bollywood-infused metal. They're definitely moving away from their Japanese roots and trying to reach the Western world a bit more. And look, this is a life lesson for everyone. Don't change to make people like you. Baby Metal, I hope you're listening. But we'll end on a high note. You may remember the Shapes frontman, Griffin Dickinson. He filled in for While She Sleeps frontman, Lawrence Taylor, on their support tour for Architects recently. And the band have dropped a new song called One Man Army. And I'll tell you, it's a roller coaster start to finish. I've said it before, but get on this band now. Yeah, that's it. Stay heavy. Thanks, Ebony. Great Aussie band. You got me onto these guys. Above, below, like, fantastic new album. Yeah. Out of Sydney, really, really technical, really impassioned, and really heavy in parts and technical and complex. But then in others, such quiet, zen-like moments as part of the record as well. Um, This week, we've made it the Factions feature album on the radio station. And uh, what I did was I got uh, some members of the band. It was Zach uh, who did these for me. He actually recorded uh, explanations about what each of the tracks was about Ah, and what they mean to him as a songwriter. So if you tune into the station all this week, uh, ahead of every track playing, you'll actually get... And like he didn't really hold back. Like They're about two or three minutes each, some of these explanations. like He really went into... Uh, the meanings behind the tracks and what they mean to him personally and how he hopes they're seen out there in the world. And uh, it's, it's a really special 
way to experience the tracks from the record. Yeah, look, look, they they've started doing stuff like this on Spotify, and for years I I palmed it off because I'm like I don't want to hear commentary, but now mm. it's it's actually good to hear an album, right? Yeah, hear it for a couple of weeks, a month or so, to gauge your own opinions for each songs, and then hear what was going on in the head of the artist when they were writing yeah. the songs when they were making them. So you can sort of get an idea of your interpretation, but then hear what they've got, so yeah. you don't get influenced by their by what they wrote it yeah. about, that kind of thing. But I think I think this is great. I think more bands need to do this. Like, you know, fantastic work to you for doing this because it opens up more of an understanding of what the song's about as opposed to you hearing it the first time and only catching the screams, for example, yeah. and not hearing like the, the melodic stuff or vice, vice versa, versa, that kind of thing. The um what I thought was really cool about the way I've presented it too is that it's not in any particular track order. Uh it's fairly piecemeal. So you're not just going to get bombarded by a heap of talk and then the track, a heap of talk and then the track. Yeah. You're going to catch it. You're probably going to catch the whole record over the course of a week if you're yeah, tuned yeah, in. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Rather than just like you have to listen to the entire album plus, you know, three, four minutes per track of talk as well. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah. So I think it's just like an insight into the track and then, oh, there's the track. It's informative listening yeah. before you go into it. So you can go, right. It's kind of, Oh, I see that now. I don't want to yeah. call it a spoiler because it's not. It's more of like an... Yeah, it's an insight to what mm. you're about to experience and how you take it, that kind of thing, which I think is bloody awesome. So well done to these boys. They've been doing like big things. And I know you say that big things coming and all that, but mm. above, below this year for me have been that band where I'm like, watch them, see what yeah. happens with them. And now we've got this album out. Now you can actually see what they've really been working on. Um. Tour got announced this week. Drown This City doing an East Coast tour. Yep. And they've teamed up with The Comfort for this one. Now, when you sort of look at these two bands, you've got Drown This City, who are melodic metal, metalcore. Yep. And then you look at The Comfort, who had those early beginnings of like a post-hardcore Being a hardcore band. band, yeah. yeah. And they've sort of melodic moved into yeah. the more kind of like, how would I, like, anthemic. Def- definitely the more melodic side that, of hardcore. Exactly, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So when you put these two bands together, you can kind of see... Like the, the yin and yang, the good and the bad. Mm. Like not bad as in bad, but like bad as in like dark and light. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with these two bands hooking up for a tour, is this kind of the start of what we're going to see in future of like heavy bands teaming up with not so heavy bands for tours to bring in more people? Is that what they're going for? Or so how do you see this? I think there's two ways you could take it. I think there's one where you could see that maybe in the future we're going to get more varied lineups uh, to try and you know appeal to a broader audience or two yeah. we might actually see maybe the comforter just like hanging to play some more heavier stuff again yeah and they're, they're going to rip out a really heavy set for this tour because i don't we, know we caught my first catching of the comfort was that big sound 2015 and you yep. were the one i'm sure it was 2015 yep. i think yep. they've all blended together now yeah and it was you that mentioned to go see this band yep. i was like okay let me go catch them out and they had that great like heavy sound mm. behind them. And then they put out the, the the most recent album and for me it was like, yeah, it's it's good, but it's like drifted away from what I first saw them. It's, mm. it, but, you know, obviously bands progress, bands want yeah, to try yeah. different things and all yeah. that. So, you know, that's accepting, but it's just... And then they've was, got their new song, Pain, that came out this year. That was... Yeah. Kind of bringing it Almost back again. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mate, I guess you know what you're saying is perfect. We could see them wanting to do a more heavier just, set. And just rip it out for this tour. Correct, yeah. which can coincide with their, their next releases or whatever they're doing for. We don't know what they're doing, but, you know, that pain was a great return to mm. that early sound for the band. And, you know, if they make more songs like that or have a 
set based around that song and the earlier songs, then by all means, you know, they, they could out. be almost This might as heavy. be the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They could be almost as heavy as Drown This City, but, you know, Drown This City are amazing at this point in time. That mm. new EP of theirs was brutally so great. And they, they're, they're firing live-wise too, because, I mean, they've been, they've been playing plenty of tours on the back of that. Yeah, that's right. So they've been yeah. playing plenty. They're firing. They've, they're going to be uh, heavy and brutal. Correct. So yeah. It's not like they're gonna. It's not like they're gonna bring the level down to meet to meet exactly to, to meet yeah, a to meet yeah. a, a softer set. Um, but you know, I think I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna see either it's gonna be a very varied night or it's gonna be maybe the the comfort are gonna get heavy heavy. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are about to chat with a guy who's had a really big year, uh, Mitch Alexander. He's the front man of Eye of the Enemy, a Melbourne metal band. And this year, he's had to step up into the shoes of Triple J Racket presenter Lachlan Watt. Lachlan is out at the moment. He's crook and he's going through some recovery. And Mitch has stepped into Philly's place and uh, hold the, you know... Man hold, the fort, jump in. Keep the, keep keep the, the metal warm. going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and he's been killing it. Mitch Alexander, welcome to the show. It's been a big year for you. Uh, how's everything going, man? Is your head swimming a little bit with how this year's gone? Yeah, it's um, it has been weird. I mean, sort of, but when you're in it, you don't really notice as well. Like, there's so much work that goes into everything that when you finally get to post, they're like, oh, I'm doing this one cool thing. What most people don't see is like, yeah, and it took me literally 48 hours of straight work to get this one fucking thing done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's nice to do little retrospectives every so often. I stop, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do that. That was real cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Of course. So to give everyone an idea of just how sort of busy you are, I mean, you've just released uh, a single a couple of weeks ago with a video clip called Clay through Eye of the Enemy, your band. Last week, you just released the new song as well, uh, Abrasive Turn of Phrases, and that's off your record that is out on October 11th through Art is War Records. You are also a, let me see if I get this right, a stand-up philosopher um, or stand-up I mean, comedian? <laughs> I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Like, the, the gig economy has ruined everything. So, like, I do what I can when I can. Um, <laughs> I did stand-up comedy for ages. And that, that didn't pay anything. Um, then I still, I'm still in academia as like just straight philosophy. So I, I'm doing a thesis there. Um, but for the last like a little while, I've been organizing, like booking and promoting at a show I call Stand Up Philosophy. Uh, a friend of mine in the UK does it. And so I get comedians and philosophers on stage to like talk about a, one topic in particular each night. And do you set that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I choose the topic because yeah, people can't be trusted with that. Um, <laughs> it'd just be, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be just incels complaining about women. Otherwise, um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so like I get actual academic philosophers on stage, and they get to be a little bit more loose and funny and themselves. But I also get to get comedians on stage who are a bit more like introspective and, and philosophical, for want of a better word. Um, because like I've just I've found that there is in all things like a it's not a desire for like intellectuals and ethical thinking and all the rest of it. There's at least not the reticence that people seem to think there is. Like people like having someone who's relatively smart being like, hey, you know what I think? I think this. Um, and so long as it's not coming from a place of like I know better than you, people are fucking into it. So, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, so that's that's been fun. So that's that's what stand up philosophy 
or whatever the rest of that is to me. <laughs> I don't really know. No, that's really cool, man. It's a great concept. And, uh, you know, when I saw that about what you do, I just thought to myself, like, that's, it's such a, um, a like, the, the two things, comedy and philosophy, are so, like, it sounds weird to say out loud, but it actually so closely linked. Like, yeah, totally. the, the observations a, a, com- a comedian makes are actually very really based upon philosophy oh god yeah i mean one thing you hear a lot of is people talking about how um uh you know philosopher uh, comedians are the modern day philosopher right and like as a philosopher i was like nah i mean not really (laughs) (laughs) but but there is definitely something to it where how to put it comedians have a and i think this is something like metal vocalists in particular have a like good excuse to be a bit more philosophical than others they're allowed to like you know think deeper thoughts and put them in a way that people understand and i think when people say they're the modern day philosophers i think whether they realize it or not what they're really saying is uh actual philosophers uh are stuffy old fuckheads (laughs) you're you're boring and inscrutable i don't get it so i'm gonna go to this comedian who's gonna tell me a good idea that i understand Stepping over to another stage with a, a whole other potentially much larger audience, this year you were also given the opportunity to step into the shoes of uh, one Lachlan Watt, who unfortunately is uh, you know he's unwell at the moment and is recovering. And you know, best of luck and, and absolutely, well yeah, Lachlan, you've stepped into you're kind of you know holding the place there at the racket at Triple J at the moment. How did this come about? I mean, obviously, you know, you and Lachlan have known each other for a little while. Um, how did that conversation go with, hey, can you do it You know, more than just a once-off? Um, well, this is the, uh, the second time I've done an extended run. So like, I met him through comedy festival stuff, and I've known him like, through the metal scene in Brisbane, like a whole bunch. And he knew about a like, comedy show I was doing, and he was you know, happy to have me on, and so we started talking more and more through there. Um, just became actual friends through that sort of stuff. Um, and then when he went on tour with uh, Thy Art is Murder uh, in 2016, That's where it he, was. Yeah. he had me and a few other people jump on. Yeah. So I managed to do it then, and that was really cool. And every so often he's needed like a fill-in host, so there's me and a couple other people get to do it. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately this was less than good circumstances this time, but... Yeah, I mean, I he had some uh, health issues that no one really knew what was happening um, at the end of 2018. And I did a couple of fill-ins, and a couple of fill-ins turned into a couple more, and then a couple more, and then a couple more, and then that was just like, look, it's just you know, stay on. You're in the you're in that role now. You may as well essentially just yeah, stay in and do a good full job of it. So that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah, that's so sick. And then to release your own record in same year. Yeah. It, it is weird though because I I try to I try to separate it all out. Like in my mind, for the longest time, I was trying to you know keep everything sort of distinct. And you know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's, that's the wrong way to go about it. But like in my mind, and especially because, and rightly so, like Triple J and ABC just won't allow me to um, like play my own song unless there's a really good reason to. Because like, of course not. But at the same time, like, even if I could do that, I wouldn't. Because it's like, well, that's not the role. That's not what I'm doing, do you know what I mean? I, um, that's gross. Josh, Josh played it on Wednesday last week. So, you know, 
you're getting some love from some friends there. Um, but that's but that is the weird thing as well because we could also put that track on Unearth if we wanted to because I'm not part of that team. So there are all these like different things where like it, it could work out well. But in my mind, I'm always just trying to. It's like a bit. It's like a a gear shift. As like when I'm t- when I'm thinking about like the radio and like the ABC stuff. It's like cool. That's all this wild stuff that I've gotten to do, and then I have to like completely forget about that and then think about the music stuff because it, it just feels so different in my mind. But yeah, they all happen in the same year. So I guess chronologically, it's the same. It's the same timeline. This is my first proper time, like, getting exposure to band. I've done bands for fucking ages, and for whatever reason, it's just never been at this scale. And last I looked, we've got, like, 50,000 or 40,000 streams on Spotify for this one song. And, like, it's, it's my lyrics, finally, as well, because I was, the, the you know, the second vocalist in this band. And people are, like, praising my lyrics. They like it. I'm like, fuck, that's so fucking cool. And at the same time, I have two day jobs. Like... It's not, I think, I think it'd be great if people could chill out on the idea that if you are in any way in public life or in any way doing anything artistic, then there's something like dishonorable or just a bit passe about also having another day job. Like, no, day jobs are the point. Like everyone does shit that they don't like. And that's, that's how we get through this together. But I'm lucky and thankful that I'm in such a cool position to be doing so much dumb shit. Like, I'm 30 and I scream at people on stage. And that's comedy as well as metal. It's awesome. Well, mate, that might be a, a great place to, to wrap things up. Thank you so, so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for asking me on. Last week saw an influx of albums. Like, yeah. so many came out. I think it's probably the biggest release week, I Just think. Just in terms of, like, sheer numbers. Yeah, than, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, obviously... Rather than just one big one. Correct, yeah. 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 So, obviously, the one of the biggest releases of the week was the return to form of uh, of Mice and Men. Mm-hmm. Earth and Sky. <laughs> there's, no, there's no spaces. Earth and Sky. Um, this band has been moving away from metalcore. Um, they don't want to be known as a metalcore band, and there were great elements of metal throughout. So I kind of feel like they, you know, how you have bands who sort of go a bit softer and melodic. This band are going metal. They're going heavier. They're going mm. rockier. That kind of thing. And I can mm. see their stage presence and stage shows from when we saw them last year for download with this new album. It's Fire. an all out. It's an all out assault. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah they're yeah, releasing yeah. songs that are that are heavy and great and fast. But also, when you see them on stage, they're going to have the flames. They're going to have the yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have the confetti and everything like that. Maybe so, this is that moment. This that that moment that like with Parkway Drive where they just went boom let's kick over into just stadium yeah stadium yeah that's sounds, right yeah, you know? yeah like maybe that's the thinking there is like now's our moment to step up into being a stadium band because you look at a band like that like Parkway Drive for example to leave Metalcore and all the fans were like well how could they do that why are they heading down this territory look at the shows that they've done yeah. look at the headline festivals they did in my opinion they haven't lost a thing yeah exactly by doing so it, what they've gained is such a big heavy show the visuals that they've got the you know and you know their their reasoning behind it was so that they wanted to be performing to the person at the very back of the stadium that's it, exactly they that. wanted to make sure that person got the same experience that the person in the front row got and i think they achieved it yeah and if this is the thinking that of mice and men have yeah then i'm definitely. here for it yeah. yeah if they can follow suit with parkway great that's a great way to move like either way like if bands want to go melodic and and show like a deeper personal like really hard-hitting themed 
lyrics, then that's great too. But if you just want to follow the heavy, follow the heavy, mate. Yeah. Like you can't say you can't say no. It's too heavy. For can't me deny or... the call of the heavy. Exactly. Yeah. On top of that as well. Uh, Perth band Old Devil, they put out a great album. Yeah. Um, if you have kind of, once again, talking about Bring Me the Rising, like that, that kind of post-hardcore kind of feel, there's a lot of those elements I heard when mm. listening to their new album. Um, yeah, and- we, we added uh, both singles from that record on the Faction Interpretation. Yep. It was like, they were a complete surprise to me. I'd never heard of them before. Like, I got serviced that first single. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. This is great. Like, sometimes I... I just, you know, I'll play a track and whatever, just because I go, all right, cool, I'll do that favor and play that for that band. Yep. This one I played and went, whoa. Yeah. The ones that catch you like yeah, that. It caught yeah. me. It, it's very, both singles so far have been great. Um, Opeth. Now, this is a band talking about who've gone from heavy to more melodic. They've lost their deathcore roots with this mm. new album. Now, admittedly, I've skipped through songs. Opeth, for me, were, were one of these bands who I knew of but didn't really know too much about. Yep. Uh, but the crew from Wall of Sound, you know, they have been following this band for years. Like, you know, they reviewed the show in Perth and called it the Opeth show. That kind of thing. <laughs> so, like, for them to spruik this album and talk about how good it is, it's Opeth going proggy. So they're, yeah. they're going down those elements. They haven't got the screams. They haven't got the growls anymore. They're sort of Maybe being more been... technical. Maybe they've been taking their their tips from uh, their label mate or management stable mate Devin Townsend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe they've been hanging out together, and Devin's been heavy. Devy's been slipping some prog into their beers or something. Well, well here's the thing: they, they've released two versions of the album, one, one in, in Swedish and one in English. So, yeah. like, they're appeal. How many bands do that? Like that you can name. Oh my god! No, Imagine I, like. It's hard enough recording one version of an album. Yeah, but there's you know there's bands out there who don't have a great English release or a great you know ability to speak English, right? So they speak in their native tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a band to learn English and and match the words up so it actually makes sense. Yeah, it's like rhythmically you know, and thematically. Yeah, and, yeah it's yeah. like how you sometimes hear like a baby metal song and like the lyrics are like, "What is that? That's so basic." But when you hear the Japanese version, it's like, "Ah, oh, it's more technical. It's just yeah. lost in translation, essentially." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for the Opeth, the Opeth, the Opeth fans, like if you can accept the fact that they're not going to be that heavy deathcore band that you once knew and they're more thinking about the music they're releasing than this is an album for you to check out. Yeah, nice. And obviously we had uh, Steel Panther as well. They they released their latest album, their fifth. <laughs> heavy Metal Rules. Heavy Metal Rules. And, you know, we've seen a bunch of singles out of that so far. You know, all I want to do is fuck, fuck myself, myself tonight. tonight. Correct. Gods of Pussy. Yep. Always going to be a hoe. Yep. And then this week or last week they released... Fuck everybody. Yeah. Look, here's, here's the thing. Like, Steel Panther are Steel Panther. Yeah. Like, for me, I've noticed that a lot of the albums kind of have the same themes. Like, it, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Yeah. But the technicality or, or the guitar solos and the, and the way yeah. they put these albums They're together They're fantastic musicians. Yeah. And I honestly believe you, you really need to look at a Steel Panther record from a total satire point of view. That's like, it. Exactly. Yeah. These are not... And look, as with any satirist, as with any comedian... Once it's out there in the world, it's with the the listener with how you take that. Exactly, um, yeah. You know, so th- this is a... Yep, you can totally take it from a misogynistic perspective and that they're putting misogynistic views out there in the world. Uh, but this is a total piss take of 
eighties hair metal and glam and rock and yeah, whatever that's culture it. that that total excess that total like disregard you know and just magnifying it and blowing it up that's this exactly is, what it, it is it's, yeah it's it, a, it's an exaggeration essentially but it's the characters that they're portraying like yeah. it's the same situation as spinal tap right you look at spinal yeah. tap and you're like okay this is a fake band it's a total mockumentary it's over the top right yeah still panther are like that but like encompassing what the glam rock metal scene used to be and, mm. and turning it up to 11 yeah and you know when when you get a situation where someone I can't remember what interview it was, but someone asked, I think it was Styx, saying, do you think that Me Too culture uh, is going to change Steel Panther? And the thing is, and I'm pretty certain he copped some criticism for it, was that he was like, no, of course it's not going to change us. Um, You know, they took that as like, no, I'm certainly not going to look into being less misogynistic and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. It's... No, of course we're not going to change Steel Panther. That's the whole act. That's exactly like it's. You, it's not that we personally believe these things. This is the whole show. That's it. It's a parody. It's a satire of that. If you change that, then they're simply just a glam rock band or a heavy. You know, like a they, they're a, just like every other band that sounds like them. That's exactly what. And it is. And then they're trying to be serious about it, no, which you know, like defies belief. It's like, yeah understand this is a satire that's the thing when you when you go to a steel panther show it's comedy it's metal it's you know kind of like taking you back to a certain time all right mm. because you know a band like this or even just laughing at that time and how ridiculous it yeah was. that's that's exactly. that's exactly it. because when you speak to these guys on like a professional level they, they're some of the smartest most genuine nicest yeah. funniest blokes you've ever yeah. seen that kind of thing and like when they're on stage it's like they're, they're characters, they're personas, mm. and they're just really talented musicians who can play mm. great music. For me, I love a Steel Panther show. Yep. Whether it's at a festival, whether it's at an arena. We've been in a couple together ourselves. Like, exactly, and, yeah. Maybe three or four now. Yep, and, yeah. and each time it has just, I walk away from that going, they're great. I can never get enough of them. When yeah. it comes to albums, it, it can be a bit copy-paste, that kind of thing. But with that said, like, you, if you're a fan, you know what you're getting from it. Yeah. And it's always good for, you know, whether it be just something to have on in the background or or see what kind of take they're going to take have now, giggle, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, yeah. right? And that's exactly what Steel Panther do that's and right. do well. Yeah. That's right. Like, I know, you, I know you don't like Jerry Seinfeld, but I would Despise love... Despise Jerry know, Seinfeld. I know, I know. But I would actually love to see a Comedians in Cars with Coffee with Jerry chatting with Steel Panther because you know, they have as much to offer on the comedy level as any of the other comedians yep. that he's interviewed. Yep, yep. You know? Whereas I would prefer Joe Rogan because I'd prefer someone who I respect. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Joe Rogan? Yeah. Not, not my guy, but if, anyway. If, 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 if I had to save one of them from drowning, I'd jump in and I'd save Joe. Woof, okay. That's, that's my interpretation. Well, just as well, both of us are there and we can save them both because <laughs> I would save Jerry Seinfeld. All right, now... We we love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, we you know we we believe we're not the only creatures in this universe. We believe all these theories that sort of come out in the music world. There's been some real famous ones over the years. Like obviously, there's the Avril Lavigne theory that she was replaced at one point in by her a clone. And, by and a clone, is that the that, theory? that's the thing? The wow, re- Avril Lavigne died, and she was replaced by a clone slash robot, that kind of thing. Okay, and that's why her music so drastically changed, and her persona so drastically okay. changed. And there's also that similar theory about Paul McCartney that Paul McCartney was replaced in the '60s or maybe '70s, 
uh, after the Beatles were done and after he, like he's been replaced. I don't know. Have you looked into that one? I haven't heard much it's, about that one, but yeah. I'll, I'll suss it out. But like it, you know, it's, it's a deep rabbit hole, my friend. And it's and, a deep rabbit hole. And you can even go as far back as to all the rumors that were circulating about Slipknot back in the day, how they were all yeah. nerds, scientists, doctors, lawyers, yeah. and like really that the masks people. were to actually hide their identity from the general public. Exactly. Not, that's it. Not so much that it's just like great theater. Yeah. But, yeah. But now, like, Ophelia, who works here with the faction, um, she's got an idea that she's passed on to us to talk about. Yeah. She wants to keep her identity secret and doesn't want to get tracked down by <laughs> the Illuminati. So, Sleep Token are the latest band in this, like, who are the people in this band? Wearing masks. Wearing masks. Yeah. There's been no reveal of who is behind this band, and there's been lots of theories floating around that these are... Uh, very famous UK musicians, uh, but and they don't want to reveal exactly who they are. Now, her theory is that it is actually Don Broco who is behind Sleep Token. Now, here are her points, or and and this is also I should also uh, credit Nick from Seas of Conflict here as well. He, yep, great. He's also yep. in on this. So her theory is that the vocalist of both bands, Rob. Uh, are no stranger to using voice manipulation. So if you go back and look at Half Man, Half God, there's some there's some real uh, voice modulation going on there. Yep. Both bands are from the UK. That's the obvious one. Yep, perfect. Yep. Don Broco follows Sleep Token on Instagram. So she's gone that far on it. Oh, oh, deep. Okay, yeah. 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 She's she's good at that sort of stuff. She looks... She's good at Insta-stalking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this incorporates a third band into this theory, uh, Issues... So, issues from the US. They recently supported Don Broco in the UK. Correct, yep. On a tour. And now, this week just gone, Sleep Token have just announced that they are going to open for issues in the US on their first ever US tour. Right, okay. Uh, So, you know... There's there's all that that mateship kind of between bands, if this is the case, yeah? Yep, yep. And was that mateship formed... From this on tour. That Don Broco UK tour. Because, look, I can't imagine Don Broco opening for issues in the US. No. Because Don be... Broco are at that stature of yeah, where they can do it on a, their own. It'll be a double headliner, right? So this is a perfect opportunity for them to sort of gain exposure through for their the newfound other friends band that they who do. just yeah. helped them out over in the UK. Correct. Correct. Now, on that as well, Slam Dunk Festival over in the UK got announced yeah. this week. Don Broco is headlining. Uh-huh. Issues are also playing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Are they going to be in the US at the same time? Ooh. That's something that bears some more looking into. I yeah. haven't looked that far into it. We'll need to suss out the, the tour schedule for yes. Sleep Token to see if there's any clashes. If there are, we can debunk this. But if there's not, then that is right there. Like, that's yeah. the green light. Now, the other thing is, is that Don Broco's music videos, fairly imaginative and wild, as we've discussed in the past. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be too surprising if they'd come up with, the, you know, a whole Sleep Token worship cult sort yeah, of idea yeah, gotcha, you know? yeah. so on that marketing level they're you know fairly inventive both bands wow so right. I mean apart from the touring schedule thing I think there's a fairly powerful index of comparability there well let's let's do some research on this let's try and get down mm. to the bottom of it so to say and, so, and, and figure this out Let's hear other theories. Because Sleep Token, for me, that you've mentioned them. We've mm. mentioned them in the podcast before. I think I've heard maybe one or two songs, but yep. I haven't exactly gone and followed them down that path because those songs haven't resonated with me yet. Okay. However, now that hearing this information, 
I'm gonna You're do curious. the whole. I'm gonna play the you know play one song from one band, cue it the up other. the next one, and then just see if there's ever a situation where I'm listening through and I go, hold on, bait mm. that song sounds like Sleep Token, and it's a Don Broco song. Do, do you remember the band, the UK band, as a boy band called Busted? Yes. It's what I go to school for. Absolutely. That was my jam back in 2004. Ophelia's previous theory is that it was the singer from Busted. Well, we, So, yeah. you know, they didn't want to come out and say, this is the guy from Busted. Because it would kill people, the whole vibe. You'd be like, exactly, really? I'm not listening to this. Yeah, exactly. No matter how serious this this band was, yeah. that you'd never be taken seriously if, like, this singer from Busted is your guy. But in saying that, like... You know, I, I believe that we've mentioned this in the past, right? If you have a pop singer who has a, mm. a, 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 a hidden identity where they're the front person for a heavy band, like, it would just, in my opinion, gain my respect like, yeah, yeah. so much. But, like, they don't know how to gauge the market. So, like, if they... They do it in them- such a way. Yeah, 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 if they reveal themselves and it's like, oh, the leader of Sleep Token is Ronan Keating, like, how would that <laughs> go down? That kind of thing. Imagine if it's, like... Um... Like Ma- uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay, oh, or oh. Right, yeah, or like you say, Ronan Keating, or something. And like, like that. the beef between them and Bring Me the Horizon is all fake because he's been getting lessons no from way. Ollie. Imagine that. Oh right, yeah, Im- yeah. Ima- <laughs> if that was the case, then yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. I hate Coldplay, and I don't want Chris Martin any, no, any, no. any way, any way, shape, or form involved in heavy music. So yeah, let's, let's debunk that theory now. Well, I think that's about us for episode twenty for the Handshake Media Network and uh, Brownie. Thanks for, once again for uh, being here with me on this little ride. It's right. We're here for Stench Fest, and that's what we do best when we're <laughs> in this uh, room. So if you like what you hear, smash the subscribe button, get in touch with us, tell us what you want us to talk about. and uh, Give us your theories on Sleep Token. Please do, yeah. We would love to see and hear what you have to say about that. Let's try and solve that on this podcast. That'd be sick. He's Pricey. I'm Brownie. No, wait. He's Brownie. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.